Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We have a special guest today, Michelle Geringer, who is a junior high teacher in Pickerton, Ohio. We have some fun stories about fairs, festivals, and public schools. So hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. The story of my life, I take her home, I drive all night to keep her warm in time. It's frozen. The story of my life, I give her home. We have a good friend on here in a few minutes. But we grew up public school kids, right? Yes, Both of we us. Did. Mm-hmm. You went to a few different schools. I did. My dad was a principal when I was pretty little and then um, ended up becoming a superintendent. We went to three different public schools. The crazy thing was they were all like, I, I don't know how to say it, like they were like there were three counties in a row and we went to a public school and they each county. Each other. Yeah, they bordered each other. That's a good way to say it. And when you're in superintendent, you're required to live within the school district. Absolutely. That's why you had to move mm-hmm. each time as your dad moved up in his career to bigger school systems. Correct. So you went to multiple schools. We did, which was not always the f- most fun thing to do, trying to meet kids when you're little and Let's just be honest, kids can be cruel, so that wasn't always fun. However, my dad was very good at getting us to better and better sports programs for us girls, so we just kept getting in better and better programs athletically, and then my softball team also made it to the state championships. Unfortunately, we didn't make it. Twice. We didn't win. Twice. Twice. I was so excited. Yeah. But... But it was fun growing up in a small town and different being the superintendent's kid. So there was always like, it felt like I was like, there was a highlight or like a spotlight on me the entire time because you didn't want to get get in in trouble. Don't you get in trouble because it'll be bad getting in trouble, but it's going to be even worse when you're in home and you know, you have to face those consequences. Right. So I went to two schools, one burn union through from kindergarten through eighth grade, middle of eighth grade. And then I transferred to uh, another school, Bloom Carroll. And I kind of know what you're saying with, with new kids. New kids get picked on or whatever. Thankfully, when I moved, it was right in the middle. It was right after basketball season. I ran track. I played baseball. So I was able to connect with some kids and make some friends on on the sports teams. Wait, wait. You went, you changed schools in the middle of like I the did. school year. Ugh, that would be hard. Yeah, I think hard. that would be really hard. Yeah. So the first day. First day we had track practice, okay? Go into the locker room and I had, uh, it was Mike Craner was his name. And uh, he's like, hey, how fast are you? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you know who's really fast? Nathan's dad. You should go ask him how, how fast he can run the 100 meter dash. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna do that. Have you heard this before? Uh-uh. He's like, go ask him. I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. He's like, no, no, go ask Nathan how fast his dad can run the 100 yard dash. I'm like, okay, this, this guy's, I'm the new kid. He's not going to let this go. So I go over to Nathan. I'm like, hey, Nathan, I'm just curious. I heard your dad's really fast. How f- fast can your dad run the 100-meter dash? And he's like, that's really funny. He's like, my dad doesn't have any legs. He's in a wheelchair. And the locker room was dead quiet. As if I took it as, oh, crap, I'm going to have to fight this kid now who's bigger than me. He's a football player. He's fullback on their, their football team. And so I turn around to Mike. I'm like, why did you tell me to do that? That is terrible. And then 
everybody busted out laughing in the locker room. Everybody apparently had seen this before. So they knew what was going on. Oh my gosh, it was a joke. Complete joke. Oh, thank God. Complete okay, joke. Good. Complete pull, pulled one on me. But it was like the initiation from the new guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty good. It was pretty that was good. good. <laughs> For an eighth grade <laughs> joke. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're like, my dad does have legs. Mm-hmm. He's in a wheelchair. I like my heart sunk. I was crushed. Like, oh my gosh, I just walked into that. Uh huh. So, um, so yeah, moving schools can be challenging, can be difficult. Um, I've actually had adults ask me, of course, we're public school kids. Adults actually ask me if I was homeschooled as a child. I can see that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, yes. Now that's not a bad thing, but, it's what they, not. but what they mean by that, and this was actually in the corporate world. I had someone ask me if I was homeschooled as a child because you were so sheltered. I was very sheltered mm-hmm. as a kid and anything prior to 1997 when I graduated high school, pop culture wise, I don't know a whole lot about it, quite honestly, whether it's a song, it's a particular movie. I, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things. Certainly wasn't allowed to listen to anything. And why was that? You were a... I was a pastor's kid. Yes. Yeah, I was a preacher's kid. So very strict on me. Mm-hmm. So anything prior to 1997, I have no idea on. I was just very sheltered, right? So no, I wasn't homeschooled. I was probably the closest thing to being homeschooled without being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. But we definitely had different different experiences growing up. Well, let's let's be honest. My family, when they first met you, we made fun of you a lot because simple things like the Star Wars. You had never even had you you've heard it. Did you hear of Star Wars before? I know Star Wars, yeah. But never, you just never saw it. Never seen it. Or my sister and I would quote like popular movie lines and you had no clue what we were talking about. Okay. When you say popular movies, popular. it was it was popular to you. Like Three Amigos you're Amazing. quoting. Oh my gosh. I don't know how popular it's that is. Best movie. It is funny, but I wouldn't say that's best like movie. the one of the best all time. National movies. reclaimed movies. You're just making Martin, stuff up. Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, best movie. Yeah. So when you and your family are quoting bear, that, bear. It's of course, I don't get the reference. I have no idea. It's like inside joke. It's the best. So you grew up out in the country. Yes, we did. And after we got married, even I guess before we got married stuff, you would bring me home. Uh, and your dad at the time was still a superintendent. No, he was actually a high school principal. Yes, he Coldwater retired. Yes. Retired as a superintendent, um, took some years off, and then uh, school actually asked him to come back and become their high school principal. Yes. So small town out in the country is definitely a lot different than here in the city. Absolutely. From we a, lived for sports. Yes. Lived for sports. High school football, big deal. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to a high school football game with you. And the t- I mean, the town really shuts down, quite honestly. It absolutely does. But went to a Coldwater versus Versailles high school football game. This is like a Division Four, Division Five here in Ohio. So smaller schools, but it was And they were both ranked top. In the state, yeah. One was, I believe, ranked number one in Division Four. The other one's ranked number one, Division Five, for whatever that means, or whatever that's worth. But I just remember being shocked, the amount of people that were at the game. And so they did a 50-50 drawing Mm -hmm. and the 50-50 drawing was $10,000. Yes. Take home. Take home. Take home. (laughs) $10,000. At my high school, (laughs) it's like $200, not Mm $10,000. So I remember them reading off, you know, the ticket or whatever, and then saying it was $10,000. And I'm like, oh, dear God, I, I pray this guy has security 
walk him out to his car because to, to claim your reward, right? You, <laughs> you've got to make a walk up the stands, up to the press box, mm-hmm. get the money. I don't know if it's cash. I don't know if it's check. I don't know. But let's just, let's just say it's cash, right? I'm nervous for this guy who just won this $10,000 because in my mind, as soon as he gets in the parking lot, he's getting whacked no, by a crowbar no, out in the parking no, lot no. if he's got 10 grain on him. No, I think country people, at least in my frame of reference, like everyone was happy for the person. <laughs> That's what you think. I told, I'm going to believe that because we have good people where I'm from. And I don't know. I don't feel it's that. I think people are, you know, did they wish it was them? Absolutely. But I don't think you would ever have to be concerned that somebody would attack Steph, you. No. I'm thinking positive. I, I'm going to think positive. I'll think positive this. too. But I'm just saying there are some bad people in this world. This is where your that, skepticism comes in. And my positive light, this is how we balance each other. But what gets me is you think anyone who lives out in the country has the same kind, sweet, hardworking Midwest values that you do. Yes. And I'm saying there's still some shady people who live out in the country. Hmm. Not a, Probably not nearly as many as in the city, but it only takes one person with a crowbar to whack this guy at the 50-50 drawing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I was nervous for him. Okay. We're going to agree to disagree. Okay. Not where I'm from. Okay. Wholesome totally people where I'm from. So where you're from, <laughs> speaking of good wholesome people, you loved the county fair. Yes. You would always rave about going to Van Wert County Fair. Van Wert County Fair, amazing. And I think, at least my experience, going to the fair as an adult, it seems like, it's like, oh, this isn't what I remember it to be. Okay. I always thought it was the most fun thing in the world. It was so much fun as a kid. I mean, just good, clean, holding some fun, which which Games, it still is, rides, right? eating. Yes, yes, absolutely. However, I guess I view it differently as an adult mm-hmm. and now realize, oh man, this is actually pretty expensive to come here to get elephant ears, to get some fries, to park your car, to get in. And then heaven forbid, you want to get a pass for a ride with your kids. I mean, you are looking at some, some money yes. that you're going to be dishing out. So I do remember you and your family being adamant. Hey, Kevin, you got to go to the Banmark County Fair with us. Okay. And that is when September. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. September of every year. So this is one downfall, I guess, of you and your family, I guess your parents being in the public school system for what, 40 years? 40 years. Yep. And having a career in three bordering counties. Yes. Over your dad's career, you know a lot of people, a lot of people. So we go to this Vanwer County Fair and I found out very quickly that this feels like a family reunion, a a high school reunion, whatever you want to call it, because we can't go 10 feet without someone yelling out your names or yelling out your parents' names, want to say hello to you. And it's just got annoying to me, I guess, how many people know you and your family out in Northwest Ohio in these three counties, right? Mm -hmm. So it literally, it got to the point where, one, you weren't even introducing me to people anymore, which was, I thought that was weird that... You, d- you wouldn't even introduce me. Hey, this is my husband, Kevin, blah, blah, blah. Like you just like completely ignored me and you're hugging your high school friends or your old teachers or whatever. Okay. Can I stop you and tell you why? Because, and my parents and I have talked about this. The problem is when you know that many people, 
you instantly are like, okay, I know you, I know you. Which school were you from? Were you even a part of that school? Was it, did I meet you through the dentist or the doctor's office? Like you, you start racking your brain trying to remember this person and you didn't want to say, oh, hi, Bev, this is my husband, Kevin. And I'm like, that wasn't Bev. It wasn't Bev. So what we started doing, I don't know if you remember this, is Kevin. The reason I'm not introducing you is because I forget their names. So you need, you need to say, oh, I'm sorry, my wife's being rude here. I'm Kevin, I'm her husband. And traditionally, they will say, oh, I'm Jackie. I'm like, Jackie, I'm so sorry. Like I try to like play it off because I felt so bad because I would forget their names. So it wasn't nothing against you. I just, I literally would forget their names. Right. So I do remember though, after doing this for 10 minutes, I, I was getting annoyed. And so I'm just like, I'm done. So I remember I'd get elephant ear or I've got fries with vinegar and I would just sit on a park bench and watch you and your family go 10 feet at a time, trying to make the round of Van Wert County Fair. And so once you got to, we'll say 50 yards away, I would get up close to you, sit on another park bench <laughs> and just watch your family every like 10 feet. It's like you guys were, it was like your dad's the mayor or something. Cause he literally knows everybody. But did you at least enjoy the food? I mean, yes. That's all that matters. We're going to think positive. It's all that matters. It was a great experience for you. So Steph, speaking of issues with your parents knowing a lot of people. Yes. From being in the public school system for 40 years. We ran into this issue, what, eight years ago. So when you were pregnant with our first baby. Okay. One of the most fun things about that pregnancy, that very first baby is picking out a baby name. Mm -hmm. Well, we made the mistake of discussing baby names with your family. Me not knowing and me, me not realizing what would happen when you throw out a baby name to someone who knows a lot of people, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So my recommendation, if you're, if there's a married folk out there right now who is pregnant having a baby, I would recommend them keep it to themselves, the baby names, Mm -hmm. because here's what will happen. And this happened to me. I had a couple baby names that I liked and we hadn't really even discussed, right? For some reason over, over the few years that we had been married, there's a few baby names I liked, but I never really talked about them. I just kind of saved them out. And then I soon saw those names get demolished by your parents during this conversation. Yeah. Am I, am I lying? No, you're right. You're right. Because what would happen is, and I can't remember what name it was, but let's just for kicks and giggles say it was Sally. Okay. I would throw out the name Sally and your, one of your parents would be like, Oh no, you can't have Sally. Why not? Oh, we knew a Sally one time back in, back in 1995. Like, okay. Hey Steve, what, what was that? Where was that girl from? Uh, Sally from, uh, whatchamacallit. And your, your dad would, I don't know. I don't know. You're asking me, you're asking me too quick. I don't know. And then I'd be like, okay, I don't, I don't care where she's from. What's wrong with Sally? Why don't you like Sally? And your mom, your mom's like, she was a floozy. And so we can't have Sally. Then we got to scratch off Sally. <laughs> Sally doesn't work because we, they knew somebody back in 1995 named Sally from whatchamacallit town who was a floozy. And I'm actually censoring what she actually called Sally, but We'll keep this Let's a keep PG. Floozy. I like floozy. We'll go with floozy, okay. which she actually called Sally. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm not throwing out any more names 
because they will get shot down immediately. And what happens is it's funny because it, it quickly appeared to me that we have these names during the their process and it's so sad, but you throw out a name and there's someone who has ruined that name for you. And it only takes one person. It's true. It only takes one person to ruin a name. Someone that may have been a bully in high school or a floozy in, in high school and it just ruins a name. You can't use that name ever again. Am I right? No, you're absolutely right. So I think personally, Steph, when we had our third child, mm-hmm. son, I think that's why Kevin Jr. got shut down so quickly. Ugh, it got, was quick. It was from me, unfortunately. But yes, it was shot down. <laughs> yeah, KJ got shot down real quick, real Kevin quick. Jr. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I have not ruined that name for other people. I don't think so. I hope not. I think you've done it justice. Okay. Yes. Hello, today's guest we are excited to have on our podcast is an eighth grade STEM teacher at Pickerington Ridgeview Junior High. She's wife to one of my best friends. She's mother to our three godchildren. She's my best friend. And she's your best friend, yeah. yes. <laughs> and lest we not forget, Steph. This is important. Yes. yes. She's a former first runner-up in the Bucyrus Broadwort <laughs> Festival Queen Pageant. Yes. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, yes. please welcome to our podcast, Brought Worst Royalty, Michelle Garinger. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> your parents must be... <laughs> Michelle, your parents must be been so proud. So proud. It saved them a few hundred dollars on my college <laughs> payment being first runner up. Got a few hundred dollars for that. For some reason, so. I thought you actually won it. I didn't realize no, you were first runner up. No, I lost to a girl at my high school. Yeah. Was your dad right. pretty upset about that? Like He was, he was really was, disappointed. Really? Yeah. He thought I had it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> she got robbed. What? We want to recount. Well, recount. Recount. Right we need to recount this uh, because my aunt, his sister, my dad's sister, was Bratwurst Festival Queen back in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. And then my mom was a runner-up in the late 60s as well. So it is like a family thing. So disappointment was huge. <laughs> so, so your aunt I'm has here, bragging so. rights? Is that what you're my saying? My aunt has bragging rights over me especially. Yeah. Now, is, yeah. is your daughter aware of this family tradition? Uh, she is, and she could care less. Yeah. <laughs> So she went not I knowing your daughter, she, I I can't imagine her trying no. to carry on that family tradition. I probably couldn't get her an address. Right. No. No. Uh, Plus you have that. to live in View Cyrus. You can't run for it unless you are uh, you know that's a that's a big deal. In View Cyrus, yeah. It is in View Cyrus for sure, because you travel. You've got to represent uh that big town uh, all over the Ohio. What does that actually entail, Michelle? I'm curious. Okay. So like there are festivals all throughout the year and you have to, like you are required. And I don't know anymore if you're required to go to so many anymore, but we had to go to as many as we could. Like there's the um, ice cream festival, Utica. There's the fall festival of the leaves. There's the tomato festival. There's the melon festival. (laughs) 
I oh went to gosh. all of those plus more. And you traveled, you had the Queen's luncheon, and then you sat on a car or a float and waved at the crowd Ed. in our dirndls and Edelweisses. I don't know what that is. What is that? Is that the German? Is that the German outfit? It's the German dress and the flower. Yeah. Okay. Flower necklace. Yep. And I do recall, though, people yelling out a nickname or yelling something out to yeah, yeah. The, the Bratwurst Queens. What, what was that? Yeah. They would yell, they're the weenie queens. We love the weenie queen. <laughs> and so we have been known as the weenie queens ever since. So, yeah. Michelle... Thank you for joining us. This is sure. our teacher's edition. So yes. we want to hear some good stories, of course, from... Okay. How, how many years have you been a, a junior high or a, a teacher? This is my 21st year. Okay. That's fine because yeah. that was Joe said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Joe has been at his middle school, Liberty Union Middle School for 20, 21 years as well. So yep. he's seen a lot from when, the day he started to up to this point. And that was one thing that we talked about. And I'm sure you've yeah. seen the same thing. Lots of... Lots of changes in just yeah. your kids, right? But yes, could you give us, a, I guess, a good story of dumb stuff that's taken place <laughs> in in the school? Because you've seen a lot in, in actually like multiple yes. schools as well. Yeah, I've been to two different schools uh, my first three years in New York, and then the last uh, eighteen in Pickerington at my school. And but my one that stands out, my first year of teaching, I was a special ed teacher for. 12, 13 years, but I happened to be in a class where I co-taught. And again, this is my first year of teaching and I'm like, I'm really kind of clueless of what I'm doing. And it was a sixth grade class and the English teacher was doing a lesson. And all of a sudden, a boy sitting in the back of the room gets out of his chair and just sprints to the front of the room, puts his hand up on his head to actually protect his head, but it was so realistic. He slammed himself against the wall and then just fell back onto the ground and then just laid there. I mean, and this kid was very like excitable and, and, you know, you could say hyper, I guess, but he was one of those kids that just had a hard time sitting still. And he like does this in the middle of an English lesson and I'm over helping a kid and I see this take place and I'm just like, what just happened? And this, yeah, I'm, this kid is dead. He just knocked himself out. But he did it all for show. But he, the thing is, he's, he's just laying there, not moving. And I'm like looking at the English teacher, like, what do we do? And, and I could see her start to get angry. Like she's oh, no. telling him to get up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I like yelled his name, like, and I, I want to call, I want to say it was Ralphie. I, that name just stands out to me. I don't remember what his name was, but I yelled Ralphie and still no movement. So finally, when the kid realized like, okay, it's not that bad, right? He finally gets up and just walks to his seat like nothing happened. So did he actually knock himself out? He was just no! playing dead. What, what was it? He? he was just trying to be funny, just get attention. It was just him. He did some of the most bizarre things. And it was just one of those, I think, those spur of the moment. I'm just going to sprint to the front of the room, act like I slammed against the wall and just fall and lay there and not move. It was like the most bizarre thing. And of course, your first year of teaching, you have no idea what to do in that situation. So what's, what's been one of the more rewarding 
I guess, experiences for you being a junior high teacher? Because I've seen on Facebook where you've had prior students come back, right? That want to say hello to you or whatever. But what's what's been one of the most rewarding experience, I guess, from being a a public school teacher over the past 20 years? I've had students who, like you mentioned, they come back and visit even if they're in high school or after they've graduated. But one of them are, you know, it's the kids who are um, like the shy, quiet, maybe depressed, anxiety, you know, they're not comfortable because Stephanie, like you said, at this age, they're just kind of all over the place. But they're the ones that I see come the end of eighth grade. They become, I've seen kids who have been stood up and have spoken in front of the class who said they would never even speak at their seat or who actually participate or, or talk to you, you know, who who kind of come out of their shell and you don't see that anxiety or that depression or that nervousness at the end of the year. So I think that's like the most rewarding thing is the, those kids and the changes you see in them. Well, here's, here's what I've learned. I have learned that I would not be a good middle school teacher. I don't think I would either. (laughs) Like I would absolutely, that's one thing I absolutely would not want to do. Mm -hmm. Preschool teacher. Or a middle school teacher. Neither. No, thank you. <laughs> God bless you all. Because no. I would not want to deal with those age groups. No. Yeah. No, thank you. I agree. So when's the, when is Bucyrus Broutworth's Festival? Hey, third weekend of August. Third Every of August. year. All right. Every year. All right, Michelle. Well, I have a good first story. I want to hear it. That I want to share. Okay. Back in the day, I was about, we'll call it, say, 10 years old. Okay. Okay. And you know my background. Right. So I was very sheltered and you know, this Michelle pastor's kid, parents, very strict on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had gone to the County fair and I saw these games that had prizes were like a high state t-shirt or Brown's pennant or, you know, Brown's hat. And all you had to do was like break a balloon or whatever. And so I so badly wanted to play these games because I wanted to win these awesome prizes, like a poster for my room or whatever. And my dad was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> playing one of these carnival games is gambling in his mind. Gambling is sin. And sin will take you straight to hell. Okay. So if I played one of these carnival games, according to my dad and my parents, I was going to hell in a handbasket. So you weren't sheltered at all growing up. No, not at all. No, no. Not at all. Uh-huh. So wasn't allowed to play these games. Well, the day after, no, two days after we had gone to the county fair, my aunt and uncle asked me to go to the fair. I wanted to know if I wanted to go with them. I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, I thought this might be a good opportunity to convince my uncle, my uncle Chris, to try to play some of these carnival games for me to possibly win a prize. So I took my allowance money. And, mm-hmm. and back then, I think my parents gave me like a dollar a week or something. Not, not very much. So I took like five, 10 bucks with me. We're at the fair. And I asked my uncle, I said, hey, I would love to win one of these prizes. Can I give you some money and try to win me like one of these Browns posters or a hat or something? He's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, back then. I want to stop you because I think it's so sweet that even though your parents were around, you still were trying to be obedient and trying to obey your parents. Like, I think that's really sweet. Even though I think the rules were ridiculous, (laughs) but that was still good of you. So I thought... Hey, my uncle, he's an adult. Yes. Whatever he does, that's between him and God. Yes, right? exactly. I just know I'm not getting in trouble. Yes. And my parents never say anything about my uncle Chris. Mm-hmm. 
playing these games and gambling himself. Okay? <laughs> so I convinced my uncle Chris to try to win something for me. So I give him, I think like $4 and he has to break these balloons with darts. Okay. okay. I remember that game. And I soon found out that I would have been better off if I would have had some blind kid throw darts than my uncle Chris that day <laughs> because he starts throwing these darts and he's all over the place. So he actually threw a dart and it got stuck in one of the, uh, the Bengals hats. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's like, well, it looks like I won you a Bengals hat. I'm like, uncle, cause that's not how this works. I don't, I don't know if he's never been to a fair before. I don't know if he's ever played a carnival game, but he was not even close. I'm going to say he's never played a carnival game. Apparently not. If he threw the dart in the hat and thought that's the game. Yes. Winner. He thought he won me a prize. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wasted $4. And so I, I soon found out like, okay, enough. I'm not going to give him any more money of my allowance money to play games. So we keep walking and we come across this game and it gets his attention and it's the one with the bowling ball. Ah, and so yes. You, and so you have the bowling ball on this like rack, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it has like a hill and you've got to roll the bowling ball over this hill, down the hill and you, and then there's a slope again. Yep. You want the bowling ball to go over the hill and not come back to you. It has to hit like the backstop, I think. Well, it will. Yes. Yeah, and then but you have, to- you have to keep it yes. over that hill. Yes. All right. Well, at the end of this track is a light. And underneath that light is this button. <laughs> All right. So again, I don't think my uncle had ever been, ever played these fair games. So he looks at it and he's like, oh, I totally think I can win one of these. So he thought to win this game, to win a prize, you have to push the bowling ball and it has to go on the track, hit this light, the button at the bottom of this light for him to win a prize. Mm -hmm. And so before I, as a 10-year-old, could explain to him, no, that's not how you play this game. He puts his money in and... Your money? No, it was his money. Oh, he put his money. I was done. I was done giving him my money. Okay. So he put his own money thinking he was going to have an easy one. Okay. So he gets this bowling ball and with all his might he rolls this bowling ball as hard as he possibly can, okay? And it flings this bowling ball, smashes into this light, hits the button, and of course comes right back on him. And so the carny starts running down from where he was at and was like, what the blankety blank are you doing? And my uncle, Michael Media is like, sir, I just want a prize. <laughs> <laughs> what, tell me what I want. He's like, you win crap. <laughs> He's like, you're trying to break my machine. And so the carny then explains to my uncle how you actually play the game with the bowling ball. And my uncle's like, oh, no, I totally, I can't do that. There's no, no way. I totally can't do that. So he almost completely broke this game. Oh. Smashed this light. And of course, I mean, this is like 30 years later, and I still am laughing about it. How crazy that moment was and the yeah. carny running down my uncle getting yelled at by a carny mm-hmm. was pretty funny <laughs> that's awesome so, that's awesome yes so i still didn't win any browns posters or high state t-shirts but i guess it was still worth having a good story totally worth it yes <laughs> totally worth it well michelle thank you thank, thank yeah. you michelle, thank we you for coming you. on and giving sure. us some your experiences from yeah being a junior high teacher yeah thank you so much bye yep. bye Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know, though. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. Listeners.
She's broken